Addressing emotional eating is a daunting task, and at times it can be overwhelming. But what if I gave you the first five areas of your life that you need to examine to get a handle on your eating? Would you actually follow through and do those things? On today's episode, I'm going to set you up for success, and by the end of the podcast, you will not only have your next steps to take, but you will also be given access to videos that ordinarily are only shared with my private clients. I've decided to share some of the magic with you, but you'll have to stick around at the end to get the information. So if you want to learn what the first five steps are that you need to take in order to start to manage your emotional eating, let's go. want to lose weight but struggle to stay committed to a meal plan because you constantly feel hungry? Does food provide you with comfort when you are bored, angry, lonely, or sad? If so, you are in the right place. My name is Kristen Jones and I'm a life coach specializing in emotional eating and weight loss and I'm also a lifelong emotional eater. I want to provide you with information, motivation, and support so you too can learn to manage your issues with food and develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. My name is Kristen Jones, and thank you so much for joining me this week. So if you have kind of been following things and if you've been in my group uh, and you signed up, we just recently did a breakthrough your brain five-day challenge. So it was a five-day challenge. It was, it ran last week, had a separate Facebook group that the challenge occurred in and there were five, every day there was a different lesson. There was a different aspect of emotional eating that I wanted to present and give people just a little bit of of kind of an overview of the things that you can look at and the, the, the areas that I think are really important to address in emotional eating. And it's just a, a really, it was a, it was a way to get people started, giving people some, some tools and some strategies. And um, there's a lot, it's, it's, it's in no way saying that that five-day challenge was like the answer to everything not even close. It was just, again, just scratching the surface. But I felt that for those people, we have a lot of new people coming into the group and a lot of people who are really interested in in really taking an, an active role in addressing their emotional eating and really trying to understand why they do it and what they can do immediately to start making changes. So I felt that it was really, really important to kind of recap what we talked about in um in the challenge and um and to also let you know that that today is the last day um I have there's I have a membership group it's called the breakthrough membership and we address emotional eating in that membership it's a paid membership the price for for the membership is $49 a month it is today is the last day you can join and we are not opening again until 2023 so it's going to be, it's a closed membership, meaning that it will not reopen again until 2023. And so, but I thought that it was important to really let people know what we did and what were the things are. And it's, it's, 
it's it's really because I know there were people who weren't in, maybe people who just joined the group or people who just missed out. They might have signed up and they didn't go into the Facebook group because, again, all that stuff was done in the private Facebook group. So I felt like it was really important to make sure that everybody heard about this. Everybody knew what was going on, because I think that the five things that, that we addressed, again, are a great start for people to take in order to move towards managing your emotional eating and losing the weight that you want if weight loss is something that you feel like you need. So let's get into it. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're thinking, Facebook group, what are we talking about? What's the, What Facebook group are we talking about? The free Facebook group that I have is Breakthrough Emotional Eating, www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash food breakthrough. You type that in, you're going to go straight to the request page where you can request to join. Once you come in, we just pile on the love. We have all sorts of freebies and things that, you know, resources and offers of free calls and all sorts of things that we re- at a free course. We have just, you know, all sorts, of, all sorts of swag for you when you come in. That's what you're going to get. You're going to really get equipped with a lot of information. And this is just another piece of information that, again, I want to provide for everybody, not just the people who signed up for the, for the challenge, but for anyone who's listening, because I think all of these things that we're going to talk about today are really relevant when it comes to addressing, starting to address emotional eating. Again, much deeper things. There's lots, lots, lots more things to discuss and to dive into. This is just kind of your, it's like, it's like your gateway into the whole aspect of emotional eating. So again, we did five days of this. So we're going to start off with day number one. So the first thing we addressed on last Monday was we addressed the issue of negative thought patterns and how most of us, actually, I don't think there's anyone walking upright on the earth that does not have negative thoughts that run through their head. And in fact, I know it for a fact because we as human beings, our brain is created and formed in order to have negative thoughts or give us the worst case scenarios because it wants to prepare us. It wants to make sure that we're going to stay safe. So it always is going to give us the doom and gloom, the worst case scenario of anything that could possibly happen. Those negative thoughts, though, are not always accurate. In fact, they're most likely not accurate. And they, the number and the frequency at which they happen can absolutely be reversed and, and can, it can greatly be changed. Why is that important when it comes to emotional eating? Well, it's important, and, we're, and we talk about that on day two, but it's important because with emotional eaters, when we're not happy, what do we do? We turn to food. We don't like how we're feeling. We have uncomfortable feelings, we, we turn to food. And most often, those uncomfortable feelings, or they always come from our thoughts. And our thoughts are created by us, by our brain, and then we kind of go along with them and we believe them. So what I asked the, the participants of the group to do is to pick one belief that they felt they constantly had that was really derailing them and really holding them back. And it was a negative thought that they were having about themselves. And so right now, I want you to think, what is a negative thought that you have or or a negative phrase that goes through your head, probably pops up when you do something maybe that is incorrect or that you wish you had done something differently? What's the thought that comes up over and over and over again? And 
you write that thought down and then you realize that that thought does not serve your life. It doesn't help you. It doesn't move you forward. And so the one thing you have to know is, is that all thoughts are optional. Just because our brain gives us a thought doesn't mean that we have to go along with it. It doesn't mean we have to believe it. It doesn't mean we have to buy into it. And it doesn't mean it's true. So I taught that you could then do a rebuttal. And the rebuttal was, no, we don't talk that way about ourselves. That's not true. You talk, you say that to yourself, and then you come up with a better, more positive thought, kind of based upon the first thought that you had. So if the first, if I'll give you an example. So if the first thought is, you're so stupid, you do that all the time. Why do you keep doing that? That thought, a rebuttal to that would be, come on, no, we're not doing that. We don't do that anymore. That's not true. The, the, the thought that you create, which would be the new positive thought would be, I am an intelligent, capable woman. That's it. Simple as that. I'm an intelligent, capable woman. That could be the new phrase. That's the phrase that anytime that negative thought comes in, it's no, we don't talk that way about ourselves anymore. I am an intelligent, capable woman. And that becomes what we call an affirmation. It's an affirmation we are affirming, a quality that we already have or a quality that we aspire to. And we want to reinforce and say that over and over and over again. Because one thing about our brain, and this is what people in the challenge learned, was your brain will repeat thoughts that you keep thinking. So if you keep thinking negative thoughts, your brain is going to think that you want to keep thinking those negative thoughts. And so it will continue to give them to you. If you reinforce and value positive things about yourself, you're going to start having more of a pattern where those thoughts become more prevalent and they happen more frequently. Okay. So that was day one was really looking and changing those negative thought patterns to positive thought patterns and to then changing them into an affirmation and creating that affirmation. So that was day number one. That's again, really important because when we don't feel good about ourselves, what do we do? We turn to food. All right. Second thing that we addressed was the idea of understanding how our brain actually works and understanding why we have the best of intentions first thing in the morning and by four o'clock in the afternoon, things have gone to hell in a handbasket. And all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're eating, you know, eating cookies and brownies and, and everything. We've totally forgotten about what we wanted to do eight hours earlier when we got up in the morning and, and had vowed that we were going to eat clean and we were going to follow a plan. So it was understanding and recognizing that we have, we have three parts of our brain, but the two parts of our brain that we talk about are going to be the primal brain and the prefrontal cortex. And we talked about how the primal brain is that little child, that little child that wants to be happy right now and will throw a temper tantrum if they're not happy. And so we, we reinforce that and we, we have those, those behaviors and we keep doing them. We keep doing them and our primal brain I encourage people to name their primal brain because it's not really who you, it is who you are, but it's not really who you are. It's your, again, it's your, your first brain that you had. It's the oldest brain that we have. And it's the one that wants what we want, keeps us alive. So it's really important, but it's the one that in the moment forgets about what we planned eight hours earlier. And when we're stressed, decides that it would be a really good idea to stop and get, you know, and get a Snickers bar at the gas station. 
That's, that's that part of your brain that does that. Okay. So that's, that's called the primal brain. We also have the prefrontal cortex, which is that long-term planning part of your brain. The one that you use at work, the one that you use when you're going to go on vacation, the one that you use when you're have a home project, it's planning things out. It's taking step by step. It's doing all that long-term planning. And so that's kind of what I would consider to be the more responsible part of your brain. And that part of your brain gets developed right around sixth, seventh grade, kind of here in California, when we start having kids go to multiple classes and they start to not be in just one classroom. Well, they do that because developmentally kids become ready to do that. And so that's why they do it. And so we have to, we really want to have that planning part of our brain become the prominent decision maker. And unfortunately, because I kind of refer to the primal brain as like the party brain, that's the fun brain. Like it's the one that wants, like it wants you to be happy right now. And who doesn't want to be happy right now? So it's the one that's going to make those decisions that in the moment sounds so good, but five minutes later, such a bad idea. So we want to start balancing out how much that primal brain is making the decisions because really primal brain makes the decisions about 90% of the time. And 10% goes to your long-term responsible planning brain in the prefrontal cortex. We want to start evening it out. How do we do that? We plan our meals ahead of time because that teaches our brain that when we make a decision long-term that we're going to stick to it. So for the people in the, in the, in the, the challenge, gave them a meal planner, taught them how to, how to plan their meals ahead of time with foods they love, eating foods that they love, and eating only three meals a day with no snacking in between. And that became the focus on day number two. Again, that meal planning to even out the usage of the prefrontal cortex and the primal brain. So that was day two. Day number three was all about just saying no to dieting. So most people who find my group, most people who are emotional eaters, are also chronic dieters. We've dieted all of our lives. And we if you're like me, you thought, if I just lost five more pounds or just lost 20 pounds or just lost 50 pounds, life would be great. And I wouldn't have this obsessive thought about food. I wouldn't think about food all the time. Food would be nothing. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even care about it. Yeah, that's not the problem. <laughs> that's not the problem. Losing the weight is not the issue. Because if you're an emotional leader, it's not about food. It's about everything that's going on inside you and inside your brain when it comes to your thoughts about yourself. And so we have to at, we have to start being kind to ourselves because diets are set up to be negative. Diets are set up to be punishing and to be restrictive and to create to create a feeling of deprivation. That's not kind. That's not loving. That's not like oh, warm and fuzzy. No, not at all. So because I do not promote any sort of diet, I don't promote dieting at all. In fact, I really, my whole premise is to try to get people to stop dieting and to start eating like a real person and eating foods that you actually enjoy eating. Because when you eat foods that you love, you don't have to snack all the time. You don't have to make up for it because you've been really good for these two meals. And so now we're going to go off the rails at night. I'm telling you, if you eat what you love during the day and you do it in, a, in the way that I teach, you, you will definitely be able to cut back on the amount of nighttime eating because you know you're always going to get the food that you want. 
you're going to be able to learn how to conquer your brain, how to harness the power of your brain and not let it run off and tell you that you need to eat all the time. So day number three was all about giving up the diet mentality and trying to really think, I want to eat foods that I love. I want to keep reinforcing that positive thought from Monday. And when I find other negative thoughts, I'm going to take those. I'm going to have a rebuttal and I'm going to come up with a positive thought. And that's going to be another affirmation that I'm going to add to the morning meal planning that I'm doing to balance out the prefrontal cortex and the primal brain. So everything's kind of building upon itself. So day number three, Wednesday, was all about giving up diet mentality and not, not creating that negative thought about, oh, I have, to be, I have to be miserable in order to lose weight. It's not, it's, it's not necessary. It doesn't have to happen. And there's plenty, I have plenty of proof with my clients of people who have lost weight eating all the foods that they love to eat, people who, have, who are diabetic, who are eating real food like real people and are continuing to lose weight. And oh yeah, by the way, their A1C is going down as well. So it's really important that, that there's, a, there's like a little pattern. So that's why we have, we do these in order. Day number four was all about eating to satisfy. Because if you're going to eat all the foods you love, that for many people, that is so scary because they, they're so used to dieting and they're so used to being told exactly what to eat that when they're told like, you can eat anything, like you can eat Cheetos. Um, if you want, you can eat Cheetos. You can eat, you know, anything that you want. You can eat bread, sandwiches, all that kind of stuff. But you have to learn to listen to your body and eat to satisfied because we're eating to fuel our bodies. We are not eating to comfort ourselves anymore. Food is no longer the nice little warm blanket that we put around us when we're sad and scared. That's not food's place. Food's place is meant, food is meant to fuel us, to give us energy, but it is not to be your best friend. And so you have, we have to take that, that, that little blanket that we've created of, of food being our comfort. And we have to put that aside. And we do that by learning how to eat to satisfied, not full, satisfied. Your body will naturally tell you how much food you need to eat in order to lose weight and to get to where your ideal weight is because your body knows what's good for it. Your brain will fight you on it, but your body knows what's good for it. So we have to learn how to start to listen. Our stomachs are amazing and they will tell us and they will send a message to our brain that we've had enough food. But then there's that other part of our brain that's like, oh no, but it just tastes so good. We want to keep eating. And that's when we know, nope, physically, I don't need to eat any more food. I don't need to. And learning how to do that is a process. I introduced that process on day number four of eating to satisfied and the, the people in the, in, the, in the program got lots and lots and lots of suggestions of all kinds of strategies, slowing down your eating, not being distracted when you eat, actually talking to the people that you're having dinner with, enjoying the company as opposed to everything being focused on the food at a meal, eating on smaller dinner plates, splitting your meal in half, chewing your food and actually enjoying it. Can you imagine that? That's what we talked about. That's what we focused on. Not finishing your meal in three minutes. So yeah, slowing down, taking your time, enjoying your meal. 
That was day number four, eating to satisfied. The last thing, and what I think is the root and the real, real cause and the, and the real issue for emotional eaters, so we don't process emotions. We want to react to them. We want to avoid them. We want to distract from them. We do not want to feel them. And y'all, we have to start feeling them. You ha- if, you, if you want to in any way manage your emotional eating and get that under control, because once you get that under control, weight loss becomes so much easier. But you have to get that, 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 those emotions in check. And it's not controlling your emotions. It's allowing your emotions to be present, allowing them to be there giving yourself permission to feel your emotions because most of the time they're so uncomfortable. We cannot wait to get away from them. And food is an excellent distraction. So learning how to process your emotions, not react to them. Reacting and processing are totally different. We allow them and we process them. Reacting is like hitting a wall, throwing something, yelling at someone. That's reacting. That is not processing. When we process our emotions and we feel them and we allow them to be present in our bodies, we no longer give them all the power that we previously have given them. And so I took everyone through a step-by-step of how you actually process emotions and how you walk that step-by-step. And that involves recognizing where the emotion is held in your body. We hold emotions in our bodies. We can feel them. What does it look like? What is it shape? What's its color? What is it doing in your body? And then allowing it to be there and letting it just melt away. And there's a whole process. I walked people through what that looked like. How do you, how do you let that, that whole thing happen? And it's like just, and peace will just come over you and you will be able to move past and feel what you need to feel and not turn to food and not make food the distraction so you don't have to feel those feelings. Because you know what? You distract with food, five minutes, two minutes, 30 seconds, and the feeling comes back because you didn't deal with it. It's still there. You're still holding it. It's not going to go away. So those five things, those five steps are absolutely paramount. They are the most, I think they're the most important starting points for what I do with clients. So if that is intriguing to you and you're like, hmm, so interesting. This sounds very interesting. If you are interested in learning more about that in the in the comments, you absolutely can write down membership and I will send you some information. The membership does close tonight. So for those people who are listening to this next week, I'm sorry, the membership will not be open until 2023, but now you know, now you know it's there, now you know it exists. You come into the free group, you get all the free swag, you get all the freebies and you learn more and you work through it and there you listen to the podcast and you get help through there. But for right now, the membership is open and it's open until tonight at 11.59 p.m. PST time on the West Coast because that's where I am. So if that's something you're interested in and you need more information, just put membership in the comments. And because we are live right now, if you ever want to talk about your listening on the podcast, join the group, connect with me, answer all my, all my own messenger, messenger uh, messages. So please reach out and get the information that you need because emotional eating can and absolutely can be managed and addressed 
and your life can change and you can have a better relationship with food and a better relationship with yourself. All right, y'all. That's what I got for you this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Everyone have an amazing rest of your Thursday and a fabulous weekend. And I will see you all next week. All right, take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To receive access to the five steps break through your brain guide, please go to the show notes and click on the link. 